0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 34 degrees as we get underway with
1: the Midwest Farm Report here at Wax 104.5. Scott with me this morning. Plenty to do in this morning's show. Big elections and everything going on yesterday over at the Wisconsin Farmers Union Annual Convention. We'll tell you all about it. But first, it's 5 a.m., This is WAXX 104.5 FM Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Let's hear some world and national news.
2: NBC News Radio, I'm Dean Muccio. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes is the most valuable player of Super Bowl 54. Mahomes led three late touchdown drives to help the Chiefs erase a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit. Voters will have their say for the first time in the 2020 Democratic primary season. Iowa voters will gather to caucus across the state Monday. In the Hawkeye State, polls show Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden are the front runners. Democratic presidential candidate Amy Klobuchar believes the contest for the Iowa caucus is wide open. You know, it is an open game here. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, Klobuchar was asked if she will go to New Hampshire if she doesn't do well in Iowa.
3: I'm going to New Hampshire no matter what. I've got the endorsements of every major paper in New Hampshire, including the
2: union leader. Health officials in Central California are confirming two new cases of coronavirus including one new person-to-person transmission. The two new cases are in San Benito County, bringing the total number of cases in the U.S. to 11. Health officials say the two patients are a husband and wife. Al-Qaeda is claiming responsibility for a shooting at a naval base in Pensacola, Florida in December. An audio recording released Sunday by the group's branch in Yemen praised the Saudi Air Force officer who carried out the attack. Three U.S. sailors were killed. Eight others were injured in the shooting. The action comedy co-starring Will Smith and Martin Lawrence remains the number one movie in the U.S., at its third week, Bad Boys for Life comes in at number one, earning $17.7 million in North America's theaters. Coming in second for the second week in a row is the World War I drama, 1917, with nearly $10 million. Doolittle finished in third place, selling $7.7 million worth of tickets. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio.
1: And, of course, the Chiefs did win that game 31-20. to 20. It was an interesting game. I I don't know. San Francisco's defense, just did they run out of gas? What happened? It's not for us to know, I guess. We just watch the game. We don't play it. Do you live in a rural area? Are you
4: looking for high-speed Internet service? Then call Clark Electric Appliance and Satellite in Greenwood. Choose from three different speeds, 12, 25, or even 30 megabytes per second. Plus, right now, there's no activation fee, free basic install, and $20 off your first three months' service. Call Clark Electric Appliance and Satellite at 1-866-279-6544 to get your BIOSat Internet today. Some restrictions do apply. Biaset may prioritize data with the unlimited data plans once you reach a data mark. Monthly service lease fee in addition to monthly package fee.
5: When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to use Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. All the folks at Christensen Sales are true auction professionals. They remember all the little things to take care of, and they've been doing it for such a long time. You know they're trustworthy, too. They handle every aspect of your auction professionally and fairly. Christensen Sales and its auctioneers are registered with the state of Wisconsin, too. Give them a call at 715-223-6345. Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Wisconsin.
0: Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 34
1: degrees here at the Wax Studio in Eau Claire Altoona. As we get rolling with the morning chores, La Crosse is at 28. Marshfield has 26. Green Bay is at 29. Rice Lake is at 37. An odd thing as the systems change here a little bit uh that the temperature to the north is actually a little ha- little higher. Warsaw is at 28, Madison's at 26, Milwaukee has 36 and my beautiful weather reporter up on Iman Ridge says it's 28 degrees there. Well, cooler air will start to return today with some clouds reappearing. Some clouds will hang around into Tuesday. No precipitation though for is uh is forecast through the week at least for now. Today We're looking at a high of 34 with a low of 13. Tuesday, a high of 21 with a low of 2. And Wednesday, a high of 22 with a low of 7. And as I mentioned at the top of the show here, be careful while you're out there driving and walking because there is some black ice out there on the roads, in the farmyards, everywhere else, in some of these areas where, well, you know what yesterday was like. It was beautiful and a lot of stuff thawed. And today, it's mostly frozen again. So be careful out there, folks. This is
6: Chad Glaze of Vinevest North Crop and Ag Insurance in Wausau, Wisconsin. We are your local family-owned and operated full-service crop insurance agency. Rather than simply sell crop insurance, at Vinevest North, we prefer to give our clients the information they require to make educated choices that best match their individual risk management needs. March 15th is the deadline to make any changes to your current policy. We work with growers throughout Wisconsin. So call Chad Glaze of Vinevest North Crop Insurance in Wausau today. 888-675-1829. Or visit vinevestnorth.com. That's 888-675-1829. Or visit vinevestnorth.com. Chad Glaze of Vinevest North Crop and Ag Insurance in Wausau, Wisconsin. Proud to serve Wisconsin agriculture. Vinevest North Inc. and the companies represented are equal opportunity providers. Coverage is subject to availability, terms and conditions, and may not be available in all areas.
0: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: 506 a.m. here at the Wax 104.5 Midwest Farm Report. 506 means it's time to have a look at the morning mark. the first look, anyway. On the cash livestock side of things, fed beef steers are at 116 to 123 and three quarters with mixed 105 to 115. Fed beef heifers are at 116 to 125 and three quarters with mixed 80 to 115. Fed Holstein steers are 87 to 96 with select and choice 58 to 86. Cows are at 50 to 70. Bulls. 50 to 84. Butcher hogs are at 22 to 37, with sows 15 to 23, and boars 6 to 17. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are at 145 to 237.5, with feeder lambs at 140 to 165. On the livestock futures, live cattle for February are at 121.37, that's down 40 cents. April, 119.67, down 52. June 111.57 down 45, and August 109.77 down 17. Feeder cattle for March are at 136.07 up 42 cents. April 137.52 up 40. May 139.70 up 42. August 146.87 up 55, and September 148.60 up 70. Lean hogs for February at 57.12. That's down $4.17. April is at 61.60, down $4.22. May 70.02, down $2.30. And June, 76.85, down one hundred ninety-two. A first look at the dairy markets: barrels of cheese ended Friday at they were steady at 150. Forty-pound blocks also steady at 192. And grade double A butter was up four at 190 on the class 3 milk futures february is down 20 at 1714 march down 1 at 1775 april down 6 at 1757 and may down 5 at 1745 those prices are mostly down through 2020
4: farm markets are brought to you by rural insurance
7: rural Keeping Wisconsin strong.
4: Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to
0: find an agent near you. Rural Mutual
1: Insurance.
0: Keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
5: time for an alfalfa update, and Dan Undersander, of course, is our state forage specialist on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And, Dan, here we are. We've gotten to the 1st of February, or to the 1st of February, and I'd say we're looking at a whole lot better shape for our alfalfa coming out of winter this year than we were a year ago. You you see the same thing?
8: Absolutely, Bob. Uh, Things are looking uh, very good at this point. It's uh, always of concern, uh, and uh, two things to point out. But the first thing is that in mild winters is when we tend to have the worst uh, winter kill, Uh, the reason being that we'll have a lot of snow melt, and uh, snow is the insulating characteristic that keeps our stands alive over winter. But in a mild winter, we'll have snow melt, and then if we have a cold snap, uh, we'll suffer a lot of winter kill. And that's what happened last year in many areas where we had minimal snow and then some minus, uh, 20 and 30 degree temperatures. Nothing like that is predicted for this year in terms of temperature. So, um, even though we're having a mild winter, things are looking pretty good. The other thing is that, um, We do have quite a bit of snow cover over most of the region. We'll have to see how it lasts over the next week or two, but there's sufficient snow to help keep the alfalfa alive through any cold snap that might occur. The only other concern that we have at this point is that the soils are generally wet. Uh, We were wet last fall. It's delayed harvesting last year. And um, it's far better for the alfalfa if the soils are a little dry rather than wet. Uh, Wet soil uh, does cause more disease problems in the alfalfa crowns and roots. And a a wet soil does uh, get colder than a dry soil does. So we have several things that we have to watch. But overall, at this point, the uh, conditions have been very good for winter survival. And unless things change significantly, uh, we think that there will be little or no damage to the alfalfa stands this winter.
5: Ah, that's good news, and hopefully Mother Nature cooperates from here on out. Thanks, Dan. Dan Andersander, our state forage specialist, on our next girl alfalfa update program. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking, guaranteed for only $49.99. Saturday, February 15th at the Best Western Plus Conference Center in Eau Claire. Weight Loss Seminar starts at 11 a.m. Stop Smoking Seminar starts at 2 p.m. MarkPatrickSeminars.com
4: At holiday, every cup of coffee is ground fresh right when you want it. Starting at 99 cents at your participating
0: holiday. For those who work in Acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: 5.16 a.m. here at the Wax 104.5 Midwest Farm Report. Scott Rolling with you this morning. Let's have a look at some of the farm news. The Wisconsin all-milk price for December was $21.30 a uh, hundredweight. 31 cents. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'll back that up. It was $21.30 a hundredweight. That's according to the latest USDA National Lake Statistics Service Agricultural Prices Report. That's ten less than November's price, but $5.10 more than December of 2018 the all u s all milk price for December was twenty dollars and seventy cents per hundred weight, sixty cents less than Wisconsin's price, and thirty cents more than the november u s price Nine of the twenty-four major milk producing states had a higher price when compared with November. Fourteen had a lower price in one state New York was unchanged. Idaho and South Dakota had the largest price decreases, both down a dollar forty per hundred weight. Compared with November, Darren Von Ruden of Westby has been reelected president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Von Ruden, who first was elected to the position in 2011, was reelected to the post during the weekend at the organization's 89th annual convention at Rothschild. Sarah Cord of Chaseburg and Jen Schmitz of Cashton were elected to the WFU board. Linda Seiler of Catawba was re-elected. Dennis and Deb Rosine of Emerald were among honorees at the convention, receiving its Builder Award. Dennis represented Dunn, Pierce, St. Croix, and Pepin counties on that WFU board for 41 years. Also honored was Craig Meyer of Osseo, who's retiring after 24 years as a WFU board member and its vice president. The Dunn County WFU chapter was honored for its membership growth. Farm Aid received the organization's Friend of the Farmer Award. Craig Dunham of Westby and Bryce Luchterhand of Unity were elected to serve as delegates to the National Farmers Union Convention March 1st through the 3rd in Savannah, Georgia. And today is the deadline for applications to be submitted for becoming the 73rd Wisconsin Allison Dairyland. That state position is a one-year promotions job that includes a $45,000 salary and state benefits. Application information is available at the website for the State Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. The winning candidate will be selected from among finalists March 13th through the 14th at walworth county we all want to know where our food is coming from what's in our food and how long it's been on the shelves i'm scott schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in eau claire and pam for the longest time we've pushed back and forth on the labeling issue where food is concerned and it's not a simple concept as it might sound
3: Well, that is for sure, Scott. Fabulous. Farm Bay, Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where recently the Dairy Strong Conference focused in on the stalemate that the dairy industry specifically is in right now when it comes to clear, understandable labels between true dairy products and plant-based products, which pose a threat no matter what aisle of the grocery store you go down these days. Josh Gramlin had a chance to visit with two attorneys that are engaged face-to-face in this issue. And it is heating up yet again, another round of conversations, another round of policy development, all with the goal of telling consumers exactly what they're buying. Josh?
4: When it comes to the situation of plant-based and alternative dairy products being labeled as actual dairy, it makes a lot of people angry, and there's an emotional reaction to it. Well, recently I caught up with a couple of lawyers, Emily Lyons and Eric McLeod. They're with Hush Blackwell, and they are agricultural and food lawyers And they don't look at things from an emotional aspect, but rather a legal aspect. So before we got into it, I asked Emily... Explain to me, Food Labeling 101, what are the things that we need to know?
9: All food labels, they're required to have a what's known as a statement of identity that explains to consumers what's in this product. Mm-hmm. Uh, standards of identity are one way to do that. You can also use what's known as a common and usual name or an appropriately descriptive term um, that allows consumers to just know what's in, you know, whether it's a jug or a box um, mm-hmm. or a can, uh, whatever is in your product.
4: Is that being tested a little bit in the grocery stores right now, would you say?
9: Meaning... Are products not being called what they are?
4: Yes, that's that's it. yes, that's exactly what I'm asking.
9: I think there's a lot of controversy around um, you know dairy product names mm-hmm. like milk, cheese, and yogurt being mm-hmm. used on products that don't have dairy milk in them. Mm-hmm. If companies were wide scale not following this, you know, we have a statement of identity on, uh, identity on a product, um, there would be some more enforcement either from the consumer class action side or um, from an agency side, but if you're looking at like the terms and whether or not it's being stretched to um, use milk on a product like soy milk or a soy beverage, it could arguably, you know, be stretched because soy is not an allowed ingredient in the standard of identity for milk.
4: And uh, how exactly did it get to this point? It was kind of a build up and now here we are in 2020 and we're to the point that we're having conferences about it. How did it get to this point?
9: I think it got to this point where, uh, you know, entrepreneurial companies thought that consumers wanted an alternative to milk, like dairy milk based products Mm -hmm. for either health reasons or for environmental reasons or other reasons that they, um, you know, may have as consumers and wanted to provide those, those options, but use a name that consumers recognized for, for what it's a substitute for. So that's that's why um, I think these products were um, introduced into the market and have been able to pr- proliferate over the last few years.
4: And then, Eric, do you have anything to say about that?
10: And, and let me just follow up on that, because this is certainly not a new issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and If you understand the history of uh, dairy industry in Wisconsin, you'll know that decades ago there was a battle... Uh, between oleomargarine and dairy producers who uh, manufactured real butter. And the law as it was applied decades ago was fairly strict, but it was playing out in a similar way then as it is currently now. And the difference now is that technology and production of food has developed and expanded and, as Emily noted, there are all sorts of new ways in which food is being produced with different types of products that may mimic uh, or imitate dairy products, uh, and in fact, I think it's fair to say that those products are trading off of customer perceptions about dairy milk. If a product is called soy milk, many customers will think that this is a milk product. they mm-hmm. associate it with the real milk, which, is where the dispute lies and that is that does the dairy industry have the right to defend its own interest in the product that it actually produces.
4: You talked about Wisconsin taking up the issue of that many years ago. It looks as though that's going to happen again. We spoke with Senator Howard Markline a couple mm-hmm. times in the Clear Labeling Act and Truth in Labeling Act. Mm-hmm. What power does the state have to make that sort of legislation and regulate that?
10: Well the, the limitation on that power is the First Amendment, and the First Amendment protects commercial speech. So if I want to sell a product and call it something in particular, we start from the default that I have the right to engage in that commercial speech. And the question is, does the government have the right to limit my ability to engage in that speech, call my product, whatever I choose to call it? And that gets to issues of consumer confusion or misrepresentation and things where the government does have an interest in stepping in and saying that consumers are being misled by the use of these particular terms and can accordingly regulate the activity but the tension is between the right to engage in that kind of commercial speech call a product what you want to call it and the government's interest in enforcing rules that protect consumers and in some respects certainly protects an industry that that has developed over many many decades uh, and that is the dairy industry.
4: Earlier you laid out a case in the state of Florida. Can you just kind of explain what did Florida try to do and what was the end result for them?
10: Well the, the situation was simply one in which a, a company was selling skim milk uh, that was actual milk that had, been, uh, had the fat skimmed off of it but that did not include vitamins that had been removed through the skimming process and that as a technical matter that skim milk did not satisfy the definition of milk uh, under Florida law. And I think that's a harder, harder case than one in which uh, we're dealing with uh, soy milk, almond milk, or something else that doesn't begin with a cow. Or it's not a dairy product to begin with. And that, in fact, maybe the outcome in the Florida case is one where the government may be overreaching, that you try and enforce a a more technical definition of what milk can be, i.e. it has to also include various nutrients, is overreach. But a situation in which a a company is trying to market their product as milk, even though it's made out of almonds, uh, falls within the scope of what the government may be able to regulate.
4: So in a way, a precedent has been set for what states can do and what the response might be. On a federal level, it ultimately comes down to the FDA, correct?
9: Yeah, uh, at least as it applies to dairy products and these plant-based beverages, um, those standards of identity are governed by the FDA, and they have to follow very similar case law and precedent as it involves the First Amendment, because that's a right that derives out of the federal law and the federal constitution.
4: Do you think the FDA has been aggressive enough in this plant-based dairy, alternative dairy situation?
9: You know, FDA did issue a number of warning letters to some soy beverage companies uh, in the, you know, mid-2000s. So they did take an interest in it. However, you know, those cases they never really followed up on, um, or at least took no direct enforcement action besides issuing what's known as a warning letter. I think, you know, if that's something that was kind of a missed opportunity for FDA uh, Mm -hmm. in order to address these issues if they believe that they are actually issues or come out publicly and say, these products might be able to use these terms, but under these specific terms, whether it's uh, allowing a qualifier on the product that says, you know, not made with milk or contains no dairy ingredients or something like that. But no... By and large, FDA has not really focused on enforcing standards of identity, partially because they're really much more focused on the food safety aspects. Um, you know, since that time that they issued the warning letter, they have been working on making and implementing the Food Safety Modernization Act. Um, it comes from the same department um, within or the same center within FDA, the Center for Food Safety and Human Nutrition. um, And, you know, they have to deal with both implementing and um, dealing with food safety standards as well as food labeling. You know, when you're in government agency with limited resources, usually you focus on safety over, you know, labeling terms.
4: The FDA does have a new administrator sworn in in December. Do you see that changing at all? Because during his confirmation hearing, this did come up.
9: So FDA has stated very publicly, they're committed on issuing guidance uh, on the use of dairy terms on plant-based products. And, you know, when I talked to them, even just this week, they've said they're committed to still doing that. They're just sifting through 14,000 comments that they received Mm -hmm. um, on this specific issue and want to make sure that they get it right. And what they do is um, something that's usable by manufacturers who are labeling these products that balance the interests and the um, education of consumers, since now everything's at the top of a button, um, to be able to find, and also is enforceable and usable because why create a standard or guidance and outline how FDA views this if they can't go then and enforce it.
4: And then, Eric, I'm going to bring it back to you. Next five years, what do you Think or what do you hope will happen from a legal standpoint with this?
10: Well, I'd, I'd like to see uh, more aggressive enforcement efforts on, on the part of uh, regulators as it relates to protecting the dairy industry. And I think there are opportunities uh, for that to occur. And it really depends upon whether government is going to step up uh, and take that on. Um, and and that's whether it's a lack of resources or lack of focus. Um, I think in Wisconsin certainly there's the political will. Uh, to to do that, and we'll, and we'll hopefully see more of that occurring in the next several years. That
4: is attorney Eric McLeod along with Emily Lyons from Hush Blackwell. They are agricultural and food lawyers, and they're on the front lines of the regulatory battle surrounding dairy versus plant-based products. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Josh Scramlin.
1: Brings a whole new meaning to that old term, whatcha call it. Hey, we're going to be looking at Rocky Olson giving us a call Right after this to hear the latest from Premier Livestock. Premier Livestock at Withy will have a special feeder cattle and bred beef auction Tuesday, February 4th at 11 a.m. Always a great selection, selling bred beef cows, beef bulls, beef feeders, and Holstein feeders. Expecting 600 to 800 head on Wednesday, February 5th. Come out for a special colored breed and certified dairy cattle auction at 11 a.m. Featuring 40 springing heifers from One Dairy. Jersey, Swiss. Swedish Red and Crosses of all these breeds, plus a complete organic herd dispersal. See you on Tuesday, February 4th for the feeder cattle and bred beef auction and Wednesday, February 5th for the special colored breed and certified dairy cattle auction. Call Premier Livestock and Withy at 715-229-2500. That's 715-229-2500. Check their website at premierlivestockandauctions.com.
0: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And it's half past the hour here at Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we have Rocky Olson on from Premier Livestock over at Withy. Hey, Rocky, big game. And, uh, you know, you have a lot of relatives down there in the Kansas City area.
11: How about those Chiefs, huh? They're pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. They were really excited there, the family was, so Yeah. 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 I hope I hope you're not injured
1: good. this morning like I am.
11: <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm uh, okay. Well,
1: uh, the injury I I incurred last night was I tried to dance along with that halftime show for a little while and <laughs> You couldn't quite keep up with nah, that. No, I, I blew my fake hip and that oh, that's the way it God. goes, you know? Well wow. Yeah, they'll be talking about that show for a bit. <laughs> But right now, let's talk about what's going on at this week's market, Rocky.
11: Uh, Thank you, uh, Scott. Good morning, everyone. This is how uh, last week's uh, market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. On the fed cattle, we'll call that a steady market. uh, High choice and prime Holstein steers, 92 to 99.50. Low choice and select, 78 to 91. Choice beef steers and heifers, uh, 111 to 118, uh, market cows sold lower, most of the cows traded from 48 to 57, high-yielding cows 57 to 70, market bulls high-yielding 75 to 92, lower-yielding below 70. Organic market cows sold on Mondays every Monday, most of the cows traded from 65 to 88, lower-yielding 64 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves mostly from 40 to 120 per head, beef calves 50 to 240, Holstein heifer calves 10 to 30. Last uh, Wednesday dairy cattle auction top fresh cows 14 to 1750. Uh, top spring and heifers 1200 to 1700. We did have one load of fancy spring and heifers 15 of them, average 1478. This week uh, Premier Tuesday special feeder cattle bred beef cow auction. We do have a complete beef herd uh, dispersal. Uh, majority of them being Charlay, Charlay Crosses bred to Angus. Uh, we're expecting 500 to 700 head of feeder cattle. Wednesday, we're having our hay auction. That's at 930. Do have a semi-load of Western certified organic alfalfa. That is going to be second crop. We also have several other conventional loads of Western organic. Uh, alfalfa then 11 o'clock am special colored breed and organic dairy cattle auction uh, we are featuring an organic complete herd dispersal also 40 spring and heifers uh, off one dairy they're going to be jersey jersey cross swedish red swedish red crosses swiss and swiss crosses full listing lots more consignments for that auction check it out on our website that'll be at premier livestock and auctions.com or you can give us a call at premier 715-229-2500 and scott that's how up.
1: All right, Rocky. One thing about it uh, that I've been noticing, you guys are getting a lot of interesting mixes
11: over there. Oh yeah, yeah. Got to keep. Uh, we got something for everybody. That's for sure.
1: Absolutely. We'll
11: talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. You
1: too, Rocky Olson. Celebrating the Kansas City City's Chiefs win. At Premier Livestock over at Withy, let's have a quick look at some of the local news. Authorities in Rib Lake are asking for help in finding a missing man who said is heading, for, who said he was heading for Florida. The Taylor County Sheriff's Office yesterday issued a silver alert. For 70-year-old Robert Butler, deputies say Butler hasn't been seen since yesterday morning. They say Butler told his family he was leaving to go to Florida. Butler suffers from dementia. He might be driving a teal-colored 1999 Plymouth Voyager. School leaders in Chippewa Falls are getting ready for their next master plan. The school district held the first of what it's calling community conversations over the weekend. The question and answer session from Saturday will eventually be part of the six-year master plan for the Chippewa Falls schools. Parents and neighbors told school leaders to focus on what's next for their students and to make sure that the children are prepared for life after high school. About a million and a half dollars from Washington, D.C. is coming to western Wisconsin to fight future flooding. Congressman Ron Kind announced that he secured the money last week. The $1.6 million is headed to La Crosse, Monroe, and Vernon counties to deal with spring spring flooding there. Specifically, that money will go to the Coon Creek and West Fork Kickapoo watersheds, where floods in 2018 saw six dams either breached or flooded over. In Jackson County, search and rescue dog is being credited for helping find to find a person at risk on Saturday night. The dog, Gunner, and his handler helped in the search near Sparta. Authorities in Jackson County and in the city of Sparta aren't offering many details about the person Gunner helped find. But speaking of details, wow, what a Sunday weather-wise we had. And what are we going to keep up with that? let's go over to SkyWarn13 and ask what the weather's going to be like today.
7: Yeah, I tell you what, uh, yesterday we uh, got up to uh, 47. That uh, tied the record high for the day. Just an absolutely beautiful day. Felt a little bit like spring. Uh, Of course, it's only February yet, so we've got some cooler weather headed our way. We've got a cold front that uh, did pass down to our south now. Uh, so it won't be as warm as yesterday, but still not bad as we climb into the 30s. Looks like a fairly uneventful uh, work week headed away. A little cooler than it's been. We'll see temperatures in the 20s for afternoon highs and overnight lows in the teens generally. Uh, but pretty quiet. We're not expecting really any kind of snowfall this week. Partly cloudy skies today 33. Tonight, partly cloudy down to 13. Tomorrow, we'll see partly cloudy skies. 21 degrees, and then Wednesday, mostly sunny at 25. Partly cloudy on Thursday at 30. Friday, still dry. Partly cloudy skies and high temperature of 26. Right now with fair skies here in Eau Claire, temperature at 28. I'm Skywarn 13, meteorologist Kelly Slifka. Kelly, not that it matters any, but
1: uh, we saw that Puxitani Phil saw his shadow yesterday. Any word about uh, the
7: Sun Prairie? Uh... Well, actually, uh, Puxitani Phil did not see his shadows. Sun Prairie... No, I can't remember oh. his name. Did see a shadow, so a little controversy there, I guess, between the two. <laughs> well, hey, at least that Sun Prairie
1: critter didn't bite the mayor again.
7: That is true. That is a good thing for sure.
1: It sure is. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Kelly. Sounds good. Kelly Slifko over at SkyWarn13.
5: Brought to you by United Mutual.
6: You need reliable insurance, so trust United Mutual Insurance Company in Medford. They provided high-quality home and farm protection for North Central Wisconsin since 1878. They strive to be the company of choice for you. United Mutual Insurance Company provides homeowners, dwelling fire, farm owners, mobile homeowners, renters, umbrella liability, and small business insurance. Feel confident and secure in your choice of insurance with United Mutual Insurance Company in Medford. Call them for a quote. Seven 6040
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22
1: minutes before 6 here at Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Heading up the barn alley with you, Scott at it this morning. Let's go over to the Equity El Tuna Market to hear the latest from Mark Koger, and then we'll be he- hearing from jerry fitzgerald over at the stratford equity market
12: choice beef steers and heifers on light supply selling from a dollar to a dollar 14 high yielding choice and prime holstein steers 88 to 92 we topped at 93 choice holstein steers 80 to 88 with their heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling 88 down 20 percent of slaughter cows that's going from 53 to 58 we topped at 59 60 percent of cows selling from 40 to 52 with 20 percent of cows Selling forty and down. Most of the slaughter bulls are this from sixty to seventy-five. We topped at seventy-eight. Then, full bulls over a ton, horn bulls and lightweight bulls, all discounted. Eighty percent of the Holstein bull calves weighing ninety-five pounds and up, selling from ten to eighty dollars per head. With the light and poor quality calves selling below, Your fancy beef calves selling from fifty to one hundred ninety dollars per head. A quick reminder: next special feeder sale here at the Altoona Tuna Market will be Friday, February seventh. For more information on that sale or to consign cattle please give us a call here at the market. That number is 715-835-3104. Now, this is Mark Koger from the Equity L2 and Auction Market. Have a great day.
1: Thank you, Mark. Now let's go over to the Stratford Equity Market with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Quite a game,
13: huh? Well, Scott, and a good morning to you, uh, I guess so. I didn't watch too much of it, but... Uh... Uh, one thing about these games here—they'll have it replayed about 150 times every network today, so you'll be able to watch the whole game again. Anyway, you know
3: <laughs> this
1: is quite true. This is quite true. <laughs> but oh, uh, what I, a weekend of weather that
13: was, huh? I think yeah. I was just going to allude to. I think the big, the big uh, story yesterday should be the wonderful day we had—forty-some degrees and a lot of, a lot of folks are happy. Got a lot of. A lot of snow and ice off the roofs, and, uh, well, we made a little dent in getting some of the ice off the sidewalks and the driveways, so we'll see what happens. But even today's not bad. Normal's not bad. We can handle normal.
1: That's right, and I I admit that I broke down yesterday and turned the thermostat down and opened the windows in the house for a
13: while, just to let it air out some. Well, that's not a bad idea, and you didn't, uh, yeah, at 40, what did, uh, Kelly t- uh, say 47 they tied the record in Eau Claire so I think we got yep. about middle 40s over here so that's pretty nice but you know the days are getting longer so and uh, well the groundhogs depends what they are you know so yeah, whatever yeah.
1: but <laughs> we won't trust them I'm not a groundhog fan myself so there you are you get under my machine shed and other structures and mess things up so I'm not a
13: big fan but
1: that's another subject let's hear what's going on at the market Jerry
13: All right. uh, Scott, thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. And this will be the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. And we have a very busy week on tap here, and that will all get underway this morning as we get underway this morning with market cattle. Uh, Of course, the overnight-delivered cattle will be sold first, and we also sell fat cattle this morning and market bulls. We'll get to the baby calves about 11.30 here this morning, and we'll finish up this afternoon with the rest of the market cattle. Tomorrow Tuesday, a busy day here in Stratford. Uh, We will get underway tomorrow Tuesday at 10 o'clock with the hay auction, and we do have a very nice selection of hay on the consignment list. We've got... uh, Large round bales, small round bales, small squares, large squares. Uh, again, we've got hay. Also do have corn stubble for bedding. And so, again, we've got hay for everybody's budget, no matter what you're looking for, round squares. We do have them on that sale tomorrow. Again, that will be at 10 o'clock for that hay sale. Tomorrow, our dairy sale is at 11 o'clock, and we do have a nice consignment, of good-quality consignment of spring and old steen heifers as part of the uh, Uh, List for that tomorrow. Again, the dairy sale will be at 11. Market cattle will follow the dairy sale tomorrow here in Stratford. Moving ahead to Wednesday, we do start at 10 o'clock on Wednesday morning with the market auction. Also selling Wednesday will be baby calves, and we'll get to the feeder cattle sale. That will be a noontime start for that feeder sale here this Wednesday. And we will also have bred beef cows as part of that Wednesday auction. Thursday auction does start at 11 o'clock with market auction. Baby calves also selling on Thursday. And don't forget, at the end of the week here on Saturday, February 8th, will be our our monthly sheep and goat sale. That does start at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. So again, all this information is on our website. Uh, You can click on the Equity Stratford uh, page there, and all this information, as I said, is on the website here. And uh, you can call us here, 715-687-4101 if you've got any further questions. So again, Scott, a very busy week on tap here. And uh, Again, uh, we'll have to see how the market uh, shapes up here this week. Again, uh, we did see a little bit the weaker market on the cows and the fat cattle at the end of the week. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but, again, we'll have all that uh, up-to-date information tomorrow morning for the folks. And, uh, again, what uh, it's not going to be in the 40s today, but uh, certainly, what, high 20s, close to 30? We can handle that. Oh,
1: yeah. Or even uh, lower mid-30s
13: yet here We're hanging in here, I guess. And so- not even doesn't look like any major major storms really so maybe yeah. uh, uh, but uh, there's i will tell you though folks uh, and i don't know about this if they closed all the snowmobile trails or not but i mean uh, but there is still a, a lot of snow in certain places i mean not very much melted yesterday so i mean there's a lot of places there's two feet or better so we still got plenty of snow cover so folks uh, if you like winter it's still here
1: yep it'll be here for a bit thanks jerry we'll talk to you tomorrow
13: Sounds very good, Scott. Enjoy the day.
1: Thank you. You too. That's Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford Equity.
4: Do you feel confident that you are receiving the best knowledge and expertise possible to service your crop insurance needs? Here at Egg Country Farm Credit Services, we can provide you with a complete package using the expertise of our team of insurance specialists and loan officers working together to provide the analysis and options you need to make sound crop insurance decisions. For 2020... Look to Egg Country Farm Credit Services for help with your risk management plans. Give us a call, and we'll meet you on your farm. At holiday, every cup of coffee is ground fresh right when you want it, starting at 99 cents at your participating holiday.
0: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: 16 minutes before 6 here at Wax 104.5 and that Midwest Farm Report. We have Michelle from Terrine Livestock on this morning. Good morning,
3: Michelle. I hope you got out in that sunshine yesterday. I did. What a beautiful day. Ah, it just <laughs> makes it that much easier to get through the rest of winter. That's but, right. That's right. And Much needed.
1: Yep, and the game was okay
3: last night. Uh...
1: game was good.
3: I was actually happy to see Kansas City win because I like Andy Reid. And I also like Patrick Mahomes, though.
1: Right, right. And, of course, I'm hoping you didn't dance along with the show like I did at halftime. I blew that hip, you know. I I guess I'm old. I guess I'm just old, Michelle.
3: (laughs) Uh, Don't feel bad. I feel old. After watching that, I was like, "Ah, I don't know. I just... You know, it's funny because I was reading the history of halftime shows, and it was a—it wasn't up until like 1992 that they actually started having like, um, because it used to be marching bands. I didn't right. know that. Right. There's always so marching thought, bands. Holy buckets! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So yeah, there we go. I'm old. I'll just say yeah. that.
3: We'll leave it at that. Don't worry. I'm <laughs> yeah. right behind you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, boy. What's going on at the market this week,
14: Michelle?
3: All right. Thank you, Scott. Summing up the week of January 27th, a livestock market in the Slotica market for the week. We tapped at 69. 81% of the cow is put from 47 above. Market cows are 58 to 68, low-yielding cows 47 to 57, thin and weak cows 46 and down. In the hosting steer market, choice and prime 80 to 94, selects for 78 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, choice 90 to 110, selects for 85 and down. In the low market, high-yielding beef types came in at 60 to 74, with the utilities at 58 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality hosting low calves, go so from 30 to one hundred dollars per head. Lighter and lower quality calves $25 per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were $10 to $40 per head. Beef calves $70 to $225 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs were $25 to $39. No test on the sows. Scores were $10 and down. Today will be our next sale. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. for today's sale. We have a consignment of 17 sows, averaging around 600 pounds, and a consignment for 24 black, Angus feeders averaging 500 pounds. If you have a question or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715 7127 And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the capturing livestock, your family owned an upright market. Have a great day.
1: You know, Michelle, in all honesty, I do respect them for being that athletic. I, I mean, that, that's oh, an athletic No feat. doubt wow. Uh, I mean, the dance yeah. I'm talking about, not the football game yeah. itself. No, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, they uh, can
3: definitely, that takes a lot of energy it, and a lot of coordination yep. and a lot of flexibility. Yep. <laughs> <I> <laughs> None I of which I that, have but anymore, it seems. But, but oh, I, I don't think I do either, but yeah, that's okay. Well,
1: one of the things, <laughs> one of the more interesting comments I saw on social media was from a friend who's a longtime writer at the Leader Telegram here in town uh, who's retired now and his name is dan i'll say that and uh dan said you know it's like using a salt shaker you can you shake so much salt out and sometimes you can shake it just a little too much and get a little too much salt out of that shaker so you don't want (laughs) to shake the salt
3: shaker too much sometimes but it's okay yeah, I, I almost
1: think this time the salt shaker's cover fell off. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the
3: cover fell off. That's the
1: good one. The cover fell off. <laughs> yep. Okay. Good. That's a good way to put it. I have something to say now. The rest of the day. All right, Michelle. There we go. We'll talk with you later, and we'll see if maybe maybe Bob threw out a hip to. I hope he's in the tomorrow morning to talk with you. We'll soon find out. All right, thank you. That's thank Michelle you. over at Terine Livestock at Thorpe. Charter Bank invested in our
3: business, but really they invested in a partnership with us.
8: We've invested in our community for over a
7: hundred years. Charter Bank recognized that, and they invested in us. To invest with Charter is a no-brainer. They understand my business.
11: Banks do not invest in companies. They invest in people. And Charter Bank invested in me as a person.
2: We're invested in you. Learn more at charterbank.bank business. Member FDIC.
9: When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings.
2: Focus on Energy
1: partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen.
9: Get started today. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more.
1: That's FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001.
0: Keep it at Rural, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Ten minutes before six as we head toward the milk house with this morning's Midwest Farm Report here on Wax 104.5. Scott taking a look at the morning markets with you this morning. On the green futures, corn for March is down one at three hundred eighty. March Oats up one at three hundred five. March soybeans down two at eight seventy. And March soybean meal is down eight cents at two hundred ninety dollars and twenty cents a ton. March wheat is down three at five fifty. The country elevator prices, corn at Golden Plump and Arcadia, is at three fifty-seven. Corn at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo is at 345 and soybeans at those locations is are at $799. Stevens Point has soybeans at $788. Elk Mound has corn at $355 and soybeans at $805. Sparta is at $341 for corn and $849 for beans. Ellsworth has corn at $337 and beans at $789. Or $7.99 rather, I'm sorry. And ethanol plants prices, Boyceville's corn is at $365. At Stanley, it's $358. And New Richmond is at $357. On the dairy side, barrels of cheese, end of the week on Friday, steady at $150, 40 pounds blocks, also steady at $192. Grade AA butter up four at 190 The Class three Milk Futures, February is down 20 at $1714. March down 1 at 1775, April down 6 at 1757, and May down 5 at 1745. Those prices are expected to be down mostly through 2020.
14: Twas a cold winter's morn when I awoke, sipping my coffee. Twas then that she spoke.
3: Will you start my car?
14: She said with a smirk.
3: I have to get ready so I'm not late for work.
14: I mumbled and grumbled and said with a groan. It's twenty below, go start your own. Twas then that I received the most evil of looks, the likes of which I'd only read about in books. So I muttered choice words that she couldn't hear put on my boots and said, Yes, dear. The windows iced over, the doors were froze shut, and to top it all off, I fell flat on my butt. So after all that, I made my way back inside, where I placed a call to take care of her ride. A remote start, yay, that's what she'll need. I'll call Auto Trim of Eau Claire. They can do the deed. Now every morning I get smiles, not glares, because she can start her own car without going downstairs. Auto Trim of Eau Claire. They do the fun stuff. Melby Street, Eau
0: Claire. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Seven minutes before six as we get into the milk house with this morning's farm chores. Starting to wrap things up. couple things coming up this week. Big one, the big corn soy expo down at Wisconsin Dells at the Kalahari. Bob and I will be heading down there on Thursday, so we'll have a pile of reports coming out of that. And a couple of major workshops coming up here, both involving cover crops and soil health. The first one I want to mention is a winter workshop, Farming Profitably with Cover Crops and Healthy Soils. This is a free program. They're going to do it twice, on February 10th at the CAM Center at Thorpe, And on February 12th at the Augusta Bridge Creek Fire Station, that's 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., you'll be doing an overview of regenerative ag techniques, tools for assessing profitability, and managing soil health and manure on your dairy farm. Get a hold of your uh, UW Extension agent in this neck of the woods. This program is being put on by the Eau Claire River Watershed Coalition. Again, UW Extension, Or the Eau Claire County Land Conservation Office has information about registration for that. And the reason they want registration, even though it's free, there's free lunch. They're talking my language there. Free lunch. And then on the 20th is the Wisconsin Cover Crop Conference over at Stevens Point at the Holiday Inn. And they'll actually be having a pre-conference program the night before on the 19th. Get a hold of the Local natural resources, natural resources conservation service, or UW Extension office in your area to get registered for that big conference. A lot of good information there. Good information. I'm gonna be sitting back here having a sip after I get done, and a sip of my coffee from Revolution Coffee Shop down in Black River Falls. If you haven't been at Revolution Coffee Shop, it's an experience, a great space to kick back. Put your feet up and relax with a cup of great coffee, a lot of different brews there, and some good foods, teas, and even some adult beverages. So sit down there at one of their tables, grab somebody, play a game of cribbage, and have a great cup of coffee. Well, that kind of wraps it up for me this morning here on the Wax 104.5 Midwest Farm Report. It's going to be another beautiful day, the way it sounds, be careful while you do anything you're doing out there, folks. In that farmyard, those parking lots or driveways might be a little slick. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
5: Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking, guaranteed for only $49.99. Saturday, February 15th at the Best Western Plus Conference Center in Eau Claire. Weight Loss Seminar starts at 11 a.m. Stop Smoking Seminar starts at 2 p.m. MarkPatrickSeminars.com.
7: Wax 104.5